went to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Mitch Bereldis and Jesse Morrison. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Man, they were so close, guys. 15-7, ASU loses to Washington in Seattle. Man, that second quarter was an absolute outburst of offense, right? Ten points? In comparison to the first half? Yeah, absolutely. I'm saying that the second quarter, they had ten points, both teams combined. Oh, the quarter. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... It's been a long night. Only 12 for the rest of the game. So Washington is moving to the Big Ten. Yeah. And they got prepared tonight for moving to the Big Ten and the games that they're going to play against Iowa yeah. in the middle of October. You know, a 15 to 7 slugfest. I actually enjoyed watching the game. I thought it was a good defense from both sides. Um, more ASU defense, I will say that. Uh, ASU's offense was more bad because it was playing bad. And Washington, you know, ASU's defense did a really good job against Washington. But I also want to point out. The fact that I continuously am so wrong on this podcast. (laughs) It's weird because they just seesaw every week. We don't know what we're going to (laughs) see. ASU, literally, ASU, every time. Well, I mean, I kind of know what I kind of know what we're going to see. Every what we're going to see every week is that they're going to be a competitive team and then lose. And a completely different one from the one that we see the week before. That sounds like another football team that the three of us will watch at least once a week. Cardinals? (laughs) Yeah. Is this like an Arizona thing where the only one who's breaking the trend is actually the Wildcats right now who might have actually figured out who their quarterback should be and will be going forward? Like Rattlers are always pretty good. Shut her down, shut her down, or whatever it is. I've never been to a Rattlers game. I'm just going to dox myself with that now. Um, look, there's a lot to like, but unfortunately it only comes on one side of the ball. There's a lot to dislike, and vice versa. It comes on one side of the ball. The defense was awesome, and they made Michael Penix, who came into this weekend the favorite to win the Heisman, by the way. No idea who's going to win it now. They made Michael Penix no look average to below average today now people will probably rush to defend Penix I being chief among them because I still think that he has the best shot at winning the Heisman but this was by far his worst contest and Brian Ward who comes from Washington State someone who's very familiar with Michael Penix was dancing circles around the Penix grave for the Heisman (laughs) trophy today he was absolutely calling a perfect defensive game plan and the offense just absolutely gave this game away. It's such a crushing blow. They even got their first turnovers of the season, but they got three of them. I, I mean, their first uh, interceptions of the season, I should say. Two of those. But uh, and Penix, um, even four turnovers, four turnovers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they forced four four turnovers. And, well, some of them weren't really forcing them, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Even though Penix had a bad game, he still almost threw for three hundred yards. So there's that. So that's, that's going to add to his uh, yardage total for the season. Um, let's start with Borgay. I know we kind of started and rambled for a little bit, but let's, you know, hunker down and get to this topic that we've been meaning to get to. Trenton Borgay, not great tonight. Um, 26 for 47, 196 yards, one pick, and that pick was super costly. The pick six that, hmm. um, it was the game winning touchdown for Washington. Yep. Um, 
55% completion percentage. Not great from Borgay today. He got knocked around a lot. Uh, not That's not making an excuse for him, but he was pressured a lot, had to make a lot of decisions on the run, tried to get the ball out quick on that uh, pick six, and it... Um, he lacked anticipation on that throw, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, and I, I, at the time, I liked the decision to go for it because if you score there, you're kind of putting Washington away in a way. But now with the pick six happening, they would have taken a bigger lead there. I believe it would have been 10 to 6. And then they would have kicked off and Washington's offense would have had to go, you know, at least 75 yards, if not more. Um, Instead, they had a wide open field in front of them. So, again, this dice roll Dilly stuff. I don't know if he has the personnel necessarily to be able to do that. He also doesn't have the personnel to kick a field goal. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of lacking personnel I'm we've I'm noticed. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jeremy, but I think that the second time around, Dario would have probably hit that field goal. The first time around, he missed two. Yeah, well, one of them was blocked, <laughs> and the first one was like a fluke. I think the second time he would have hit that, you know, from a short yardage field goal, he would have made it. I, I I'm just saying. It's raining. It's tough. It's Seattle. You know. It was like a 28. It was, I don't even know. It would have been like a 30 yard field goal, a 30 yard field goal. They were it's, on the 12. It just feels like one of those things you're asking a lot of Dario at that point, because he can only make the extra point. The two field goals, we've already detailed how those turned out. Anyway, I think in terms of how the game was going, however, I still to your point, Jesse, the safest thing to do would have at least to have attempted a field goal because worst case, you miss it and you still have to force this Washington offense, which, again, did not score a touchdown today. You're still forcing this Washington offense to go all the way down the field to score, which they had not done all game outside of a field goal, which, by the way, there was a stat that flashed on the screen. That's the first time Washington failed to score an offensive touchdown, I believe, since 2001. No way. And yet, That's a great stat. <laughs> and, yet the deci- and yet the decision was, no, let's go for it on fourth and three. And the pass was terrible. And it led to that. I feel like Dillingham is just like, we got to be aggressive. We got to go for it. We, we got to score points. And like this was a game where nobody was really scoring points. You just so. had to outsmart Kalen DeBoer. That was all you had to do. Uh, like, <laughs> and he all, failed. All you needed to do was just kick the field goal and then there was yeah, a really well, if, good likelihood that, that your defense would stop them. But we also need to get into the refs. They were so bad tonight. Both they were sides. awful. So bad. Both, Both ways. Both ways. Terrible. Just, it, <laughs> there were makeup calls in this game and that P.I. missed call at the, or holding or whatever that was at the end of the game Right before the fourth down, that it's awful. It was just it was just atrocious. It was call. holding. It, it was pass interference. It, it was, was like borderline contact, borderline harassment. The way he was ripping that, yeah, could have thrown him out of the game. It's just insane <laughs> that that was not a call there. Like, but even the Jordan Clark uh, one that wasn't called, where he was holding onto the receiver, 
the receiver was pushing his helmet too. Yeah. So it was contact on both sides. So maybe that's why they didn't call it because there's contact on both oh, sides. It's tough to see but, in the rain or something. But or... literally call something there. There's contact on both sides. Call something. It's... I don't care if it's call it on both like offsetting penalties. I don't care. <laughs> like oh, they can do that. I think, I think when that happens, they just swallow their whistle because again, it would just kind of be. I mean, I guess you would get an extra extra down, but whatever. I don't know. Here's my thing, though. I am not somebody that ever will say that, oh, this was the ref's fault. ASU did not lose because of the ref's Yeah, today. ASU did not <laughs> lose because of the ref's. ASU lost because of decision-making and quarterback play not being very good. No. And I'm, I don't really even no. know what they do at quarterback at this point because Trenton's probably their, their best option, but, like, if – Pine is healthy. Maybe try him again. Maybe try Conover. I, nobody is worth being. How about Camp Scadaboo? Can we try I, that again? Honestly, honestly, like <laughs> because to Carlos Brooks has been a better running back. So maybe Camp Scadaboo should be the quarterback. Guys, I'm confused. How come it doesn't have Conover's rushing attempt on here? It should. Is it? Shouldn't I it see be on... a one rush for three. Okay. It, for some reason, it's not on my. Yeah, I don't see it either. That's yeah. weird. Um, but anyway, I think that they might just <laughs> they might want to do something there. It, it's just it doesn't matter at this point. They're one in six. Like, yeah, but just like, stick you, it out. You don't want to go one in 11. You might you, look. No, gen- no, 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 no. Why There's, would you want to go? One? Jeremy, there, explain. No, me. no, I'm not saying you might want okay. to. I'm saying you it might happen. So, like, oh, who cares? Trinborgay this season. Remember when one ba- touchdown pass. <laughs> <laughs> One touchdown pass. And yes, he has only played a certain amount of games, but he's started enough now to where he should have more than one touchdown pass. One touchdown, three interceptions. What that's, would, it, that's what he's got going right now. Remember the year Baylor went 1 11 and then they make a New Year's Six Bowl the next year or something it's like that? A couple that? years later, I they think. They had yeah. to get the right coach, though. Right. So is Dillingham the right coach? Possibly. No, I'm not going to right. have that conversation. No, but I'm saying, like, if he's the right, if we, like, we've been seeing. We like him. We think he's the right guy for, you know, right now from what we've seen. Yes. If he's going to turn it around, maybe going 1-11, you know, it'll look bad, but maybe we'll see better days, you know? Sure. Look, you can take Baylor it, as an example there. You still don't want to go 1-11. But it's, you can take Baylor as an example no. there is what I'm saying. Okay, sure. But no, you don't want to go 1-11. <laughs> like, uh, you'd rather get better from 2-10 and 10 or 3-9 and nine yes. than... One eleven. One eleven is worse than last year, and last year was brutal. Last year was awful. Last year felt worse than this. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Okay, injury. Like I, I'm sorry. They had other. I mean, the offensive and Jesse, line. Like uh, the offensive line was a little was decimated, but they had everybody else pretty much. What did, everybody else? What did they have to play for last year, though? Like this year, though? What do they have? To, they had stuff to play for last year, right? I, they did have they nothing, really have anything to play know, for last year? Did they? They're, they're, pl- they're playing harder this year, in my opinion. They just, yeah. I, they knew I, I about mean, that. I don't know. They I mean, knew about the play, allegations explain, last year. Explain to me how they're not playing harder this year than they did last year. I just don't, I, I don't see it. I don't see where. I don't think that they're not trying, right? I think that they look fine. I think they they're trying. They beat the number five right. team in the country I think, tonight. I think they're trying <laughs> just as hard as they were last year. But I'm saying, it's just like human nature, dude. Like, you know, 
when you get down into it, people are going to, it's going to creep into your mind. Why am I going to go and get that first down and put my body on the line when, what am I playing for? Okay, okay. Right. look, if uh, they, what, what like, uh, Jeremy, that's, uh, hold on, hold that's on. why teams go 1 in 11. Hold on, hold on. How have these guys not been putting their butt? Did you see Troy O'Meary tonight? Just take hit after hit after. I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm just I'm sorry, explaining. I, I, I can't I can't do do the no, the the lack of effort. That's stuff. not that's and not you're, you're, that's you're, not what happened today. Okay, then, then, I'm then saying w- what game did it happen? Because I, it may, maybe Oklahoma State. Maybe I'm that's ex- it. I'm explaining. I'm explaining to you why teams go one and eleven. Okay, well that's not why this team would go not one and eleven. They're trying. But I think it's a combination of injuries to the offensive line, yes, bad coaching decisions, and poor quarterback play. It's not It's not a lack of effort. It's, Everyone's out there trying really hard. And I don't think it's a talent discrepancy either, man. No, no I, do. I, I do. I do think it's Especially a very big— Especially on the big, offensive line. It's a very Besi- big talent be, discrepancy. Be, besides the, the offensive line. backs, come on. I mean, they had a really good game on the ground today, but they— I, I they thought to, to Carlos Brooks was awesome today. Yeah, but they really don't have a P5 running back this year. But, okay, the running game was probably the best thing about the offense today, and they abandoned it at the worst possible time. I don't know what they were thinking, just doing four straight passing plays— 25 yards yes. to the end zone. Decision making. Again, it's it's been a problem. I don't think it's a talent discrepancy besides the offense line is what I'm saying. I think I think I think everything else they're they're pretty high up there except for offensive line and then if 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 they had Rashada at quarterback, they'd have, you know, I mean but they don't. So talent discrepancy offensive line so and uh quarterback right. You now. mentioned something about are we nearing the the question about like did they make the right decision with Dillingham and I think we're very far removed and forgetting of the fact that Dillingham was doing a great job out coaching Lincoln Riley three weeks ago when ASU yes. had a legitimate shot to take down then a top 10 team in the country in USC what they did two weeks ago when they coached circles and played Colorado nearly off the field And if not for another miracle Tom Brady drive out of Shadur Sanders with 50 seconds to go, they probably would have sent that game to overtime. Maybe would have won. And then today on the road against the number five team in the country with the Heisman favorite coming in, they didn't let them score a single offensive touchdown. Yeah, you, you can't come away from this game and be like, Dillingham is not the guy like that's a ridiculous take. I, however, I never said however, that. I'm saying he doesn't really have the quarterback. That That's the most important thing, Jeremy, is personnel. Yeah. And I'm sorry, he does not have the personnel at the most important position at the moment, because that guy's hurt, um, to, you know, really win and, and do the and be the kind of coach that he wants to be, which is this aggressive, uh, you know, gambler kind of coach. He doesn't have the personnel. And here's where, where I would say that they have a talent discrepancy. You look at Utah, even Arizona, when they have gotten their when their quarterbacks have gotten hurt, like it's it's been announced that Cam's Cam Rising is now shut down for the season. They're five and one, six and one, something like that after their win tonight. Six against, and one against USC with their backup quarterback. ASU is not too deep at like literally anything. I thought that their tight end room would be great. Where is Messiah Swinson? I don't even know where he is. Like I, I'm, I'm looking for him. He's 
He should be easy to find because he's like six foot eight. Bryce, I have no idea where he is. Bryce Pierre had a lot of chances to catch some passes today. And he did. He got four. Right. But his <laughs> the guy who was guarding him was 5'10", and he's 6'4". Like, that was not good today. Especially for a quarterback as Trenton Bourget is, you would feel like that's the mismatch opportunity you would take a greater advantage of. And that's that's a lot of where Trenton Bourget's successes were last year, too, was he took advantage of mismatches that... I mean, remember, Jalen Conyers had a three-touchdown game last year against Colorado, I believe it was, because Jalen Conyers was a nightmare for the defensive backs of Colorado last year. And then now we're pointing out Bryce Pierre had an easy mismatch, I meant, and he was barely targeted. That's my fault. I meant Amari and Tori. Troy, I mean. Troy O'Meary. Troy O'Meary. Okay, well, no, he got no, no. Okay, one that, catch that, for that, nine. That was not O'Meary's fault. He's... Targeted seven times okay. and caught the ball once. Yeah, but it was if you watched it, he was Trenton did not find him well. Like Trenton yeah. underthrew him, underthrew him, and threw it to the sideline. Like yeah, they have no downfield passing game. There's no. two 7. sides to 5, the statistic: seven point five yards per catch and tonight. When I was seven point five, when I was listening to Tim Healy on the call, on you can listen to Tim Healy every week on the call on Arizona on the Arizona Sports app. I was listening to him, and he said, if Borgay had thrown that pass to Badger in stride, it would have been a 75-yard touchdown. Now, how many times has that happened this year, though? Where an in-stride pass, it's I've only seen it with Rashada. And even with Rashada, he's young. You get it. You understand. Sure. There were some passes that underthrown yeah. behind the receiver, whatever. But the, but the bigger point is that they actually connected on some of them and it actually worked. Correct. They had a downfield passing game. You got to have shots, explosives, as Jonathan Gannon would say. Pew, 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 <laughs> pew. Yes, exactly. All right, let's calm down. We're, we're, <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly calm, no, dude. Mitch and, I are, Mitch and I are fine. You're the one that is... I'm asking the questions. No, you, you, no you, you're making me mad. That's what you're doing. Hey, hey, all right, everybody, let's take a collective breath. How about the defense? <sighs> The defense played really well. Defense and this, was awesome. This is what they did the best job at. This was by far their best game against the ru- the running game. They did not. Well, I mean, I guess you could say that the best thing that they did was stop Penix because he's the Heisman Trophy favorite. But really, like we've seen this team get destroyed on the ground this year, and they allowed one yard per carry, thirteen attempts, thirteen yards, and the star running back for Washington, Dylan Johnson, eight carries, six yards. That's a very encouraging note, given how they could not keep Marshawn Lloyd under wraps. They couldn't keep Jaden Knott under wraps. And even Colorado got a lot of advantage looks rushing when Shadur Sanders would scramble. Like, this was about as encouraging of a performance by the defense I think we could have expected this year. Now, Michael Penix Jr., I will say that, like, partially this probably helped because Michael Penix Jr. is not mobile at all. The one scramble that he had, he looked like he was going, like, one mile per hour. I don't know if you guys running saw. in slow motion. Yes, basically, he was running in slow motion. He is n- not, you know, your your top line athlete guy. But um, yeah, as as a team though, and as stopping the running backs, which they, which they've not done, they did a really good job of that. They didn't stop the receivers for Washington. Polk had 102 yards. Odunze 82. So uh, both of them, you know, kind of did their thing like they usually do. So that wasn't good. But uh, here, here's the good. 
Uh, like literally everything under for that <laughs> under 30 percent on third down yep that's great the defense got off the field when they needed to yep and the offense couldn't capitalize there was that one play that washington ran on a third and 10 with field goal range and they ran a sweep and asu yeah. snuffed it out immediately that was weird and i was wondering what the heck is washington thinking like your your goal on a third and 10 in field goal range down by four is to do a sweep? What are th- I? I was having more questions about Washington than I was about ASU. It was strange. I tweeted at one point. Um, I, it was I think it was the second quarter when ASU was up seven nothing. I tweeted that Washington looks like the one and five team. Yeah, they kind of did. I mean, they had three turn- turnovers in the first half until yep. the fourth quarter when Michael Penix turned back into the Heisman guy, and then they had the biggest pick six he, of their lives. He did, but then they got down into the red zone. And they didn't convert a touchdown again. They had to settle for the field goal, which right. left it open for ASU to possibly come down the field and get a touchdown two-point conversion to tie it. But obviously that didn't happen. I mean, ASU lost this game themselves. Yeah. We we can circle back to all the things that we already said, like they should have just run the ball. Why are they throwing on fourth down? Why not just kick the field goal, et cetera, et cetera. All the things. It circles back to Washington didn't win this game. ASU lost this game. That's what it feels like in the end. All right, you guys ready for my surprise topic? Yeah, it says sure. on the show sheet, Jeremy's surprise topic. So and I do want to get a little bit more into the Utah-Washington game because I have some takes on Utah-USC. U- I'm sorry, Utah-USC. It's it's late. Huge um, win for pig farmers everywhere. Yeah, huge win for pig farmers, but I, I also have a <laughs> Kyle Whittingham take. But go, go with your surprise topic. <laughs> because of the play of Michael Penix Jr. today and what ASU's defense did to him, did ASU... Play Jaden Daniels back into the Heisman Trophy candidacy. Oh no! In Heisman race, yeah. Does a, does a sixty-two to nothing win over Army count or is your Heisman? Twenty-two sure. touchdowns, Run. three interceptions, two hundred twenty, two thousand two hundred ninety-four yards. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's I mean, been what, pretty good he this was, year. He was the second shortest odds coming into the season, wasn't he? At least in some places. Did like, ASU play? Their former quarterback back in the Heisman Trophy race. I don't know, but apparently he weighs 210 now. I don't believe that. <laughs> feels like a lie. Did his mom write that in for him? <laughs> Mitch. If you know, you know. Um, I mean, look, we, we kind of all knew that Daniels was never the problem at ASU, especially... He was really bad in 2021. Yeah. He wasn't great in 2020 either. The 70-7 to game, like... That was all the rushing game until that. Touchdown. Okay. Well, what is the second greatest asset to Jaden Daniels and his, his game? His legs. Well, he, it was the running backs. It look, was, it was Chip. It look, was Rashad. In the end, I'm going to stand on the table and defend Jackson he and defend Jaden. <laughs> that's a callback and defend Jaden Daniels and his talent. case hatch. It didn't. It didn't work here for various reasons, and it ended very, very. Gata, who didn't play at all poorly. If, if that, yeah, he might have played, I don't you guys know. Guys are just stomping on my point. This Sorry. is rude. Fine. <laughs> Quinn Ewers is the Heisman favorite. Let's just go with that. He got knocked out of the game today. Lost to maybe Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> anybody? He almost him? lost to UCF today. Everybody was on upset Dylan alert. Dylan Gabriel used to play for UCF. Why yeah. can't Why can't we just give the Heisman Trophy to someone else? Yeah, why is it like all not a quarterback? There's got yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. What about him? He's been fantastic. Did you see his game today? He yes. 11, 11 catches, 162 yards, yeah. and a touchdown. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. should get it because 
We did give it to a wide receiver a couple years ago, Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. Yeah, and he, you know, he's worked out. Pretty hey, well. those those Ohio State guys—they play hard, man. They play, go out there, they play hard, no matter what. Really old coaches who are past their prime say, you know, Ohio State—they play hard. <laughs> All right, Ryan Day. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> it's a lot All of right. if you know, can, you can know. We get happening into, right can now. we get into my uh, take about? Did you is, wait? I want to know. Did you guys like my surprise topic? I sure I did, and I'm angry. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know, Jaden Daniels, that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, Utah upsets, I guess USC. Even though it is an upset, it's a road win. Yeah, they upset USC, 34 to 32. Trojans show that their defense not really good, like we already what, knew. What? <laughs> Trojans defense not good. What? They have to be carried by Caleb Williams all the time. That's Bright, crazy. Bryson Barnes put up 235 yards on on them. So that's big farmer. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 117 yards on the ground for Utah's running back Jaquindon Jackson, who ASU is going to have to face pretty soon. Yay! Somebody, you know, some people could say that Bryson Barnes brings home the bacon. Anyway, was this um, really what you had to say? No, no, no. no, this is this. No, this is my take. This is my take. Kyle Woodingham might be the greatest college football coach of all time. (laughs) That that is my take. He does. He does what he does with lesser recruits. Yep. But again, this is this is also coming from you, Jesse, who says recruiting and stars don't matter much. They really don't. They really don't. Because if you look at Utah every year, they're having success. They're getting to the Rose Bowl. They're getting to big bowl games. They're winning nine or ten games. This is how you do it. If you're in Utah, if you're not going to be Alabama, this is how you do it. And I just want to talk about the end of the game between Utah and USC you guys can. I was I was at the Diamondbacks game. I wasn't left. watching. I don't it. even know if Mitch was watching this. What a gutsy decision to five center left. the ball the way they did. Yeah, five seconds left. Kyle Whittingham runs the offense back out there, right? Bryson Barnes takes the snap from the right hash, runs to the middle, knees it, so that they have a straight down the middle field goal. Attempt. And they call their final timeout too. Let's not bury that. What coach is gonna do that other than him? Sounds like guts to me. What coach is gonna do that other than him? <laughs> Trust like, his players. So many things could have gone wrong on that play, <laughs> and they it's, didn't. But like, I don't think it's that difficult of a play in it. Really, it's just basically a kneel down. You just got to go to the left for a little bit. Like, I, I think that like it's just something that coaches probably never really even think about. That oh, is just I, this I've seen, is incredible. They think about it. They I've don't think about too. doing it with five seconds on one time. No, yeah, that's ridiculous. Because it's it's so little amount of time to be able to execute that. The margin he, of error, exactly, like is so slim. But if he trusts his players like that. Right. That means that he has done a really good job of getting them into that position where he can trust them like that. Like that that must be something that they have I mean, worked on before. They're the reigning Pac-12 champs. They're it's really it, they might go back to the championship Kyle, game. Kyle again. Whittingham is not the coach of this team by mistake. Kyle Whittingham is probably the best coach in this conference at have, minimum. I believe they have Oregon next week. If they beat Oregon, I th- I think that they could you know, go. They, they, they where, could still be a playoff team without Cam Rising. Where is this game? Without. This ga- this game is at Utah. Uh, yeah, okay. tough place to play. It's very tough. That's gonna it's be. Like, it's that's big noon, or no, it's not. It's three thirty. It's three thirty. It's a still a big primetime game though. Yeah, yeah. So just unbelievable. I just my and hats off. Yeah. To Kyle Whittingham, that team. Like, I just wish that's what 
more people focused on is just getting the right coach in there because that's how you have sustained success. Yes, recruiting matters in the short term. If you want to like win a national championship just based off of talent and you have kind of a not great decision maker, sure, you can go that way. But one of these days, I think Utah is going to get it done in a national championship with Kyle Whittingham. This guy's so good. I don't know why. I mean, apparently, I guess he likes it there. But somebody should have offered him in the SEC the biggest contract of all time. <laughs> like hey, Salt Lake City is a cool place so to live, good. you know? Sure, sure. But, like, he is such a good coach. I'm just blown away every year. We failed to mention – I we talked about the interceptions, but we didn't give the prop – the props to these two guys, Shamari Simmons and uh, Road Torrance. Both. Shamari had two of the uh, turnovers today. Yeah, so we had to. I had to make sure that we gave them props and our friend, uh, friend of the program, Road Torrance. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice guy. Soccer. Speaking of USC, women's soccer. What a great win that was! Upset USC at home. Number eleven. They're USC. they're looking really good, dude. I mean, like, and, and tomorrow they have UCLA. That's today at this point, actually. Um, so that would be fun if you want to go to uh, Sun yeah, Devil Soccer Complex and, and watch won, the girls play. They won one to nothing over number eleven USC. So you know, or one nil, one nil. There you go. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you know that <laughs> they can win in multiple ways. They can win in games where you know it's a little more high scoring. They can win in games where it's a little more low scoring. They're they're a good group. Um, Graham Winkworth doing a great job. Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, ranked uh, ASU hockey swept Northern Michigan. Uh, so continuing to win. I love the way that Greg Powers has this program going, and I you know. I hope the best for this team. Make it back to the NCAA tournament. See if you can make it to the Frozen Four. That'll be fun. Two total wins at Mullet today, by the way, with the Coyotes getting yeah. a victory. Did over you the see Ducks. that, Jesse? That they had the the uh, doubleheader at Mullet today. I did not, but yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Could you could you pay for one and get into two? Uh, Probably it's a separate not. entity thing. Yeah, unfortunately, that's yeah. a bummer. They should have merged or something. So, like um, I just I just looked. I forgot we uh, we didn't mention that Daniel and Gata did get two touches today. 42 yards and kick return. Who's he with now? Okay. He's on Washington. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 42 yards and kick returns. Uh, 22 yard okay. one. So well, I'm got... hoping I hope he's getting the experience that he wanted. So possibly I, I in a national championship if they went out. Yeah, but I don't think he's getting the experience that he wanted because uh at ASU he got a lot more carries. Probably could have been the lead back if he'd have stayed. But... Yep, he would have been a much better option than, you know, I will get ASU good game on the ground, but Daniel Ngata would have been a really good option you know to have in the backfield this year again we've said this a lot it doesn't get easier for asu football they have washington state next who is a very good opponent coming off a tough loss to oregon they right. lost three in a row but they're still good though they've played very tight games um in those three games that they've lost besides that arizona game which was really out of character for this washington state team mm-hmm. 38 to 24 lost to oregon today they're coming into um, Mountain America Stadium next week. We're going to have a preview podcast at some point in the middle of the week. Make sure to look out for that. But for now, for Jesse Morrison and Mitch Reldis, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We will talk to you in the middle of the week.